your birthday. We're loving that for you. Your birthday cake is on the house because Jenny's is so cool. We love, love, love your birthday. We love you. Can't you see? We kill and die for you because that's all a person needs is your holy presence. Lord, bring your spirit down <laughs> and give this child a birthday crown. Crown, 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 It's called Chili's birthday song. This is Lisa Gilroy. It's confusing for them. Did you even remember that today is Thomas's birthday? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Love cheese. Enjoy. Okay. That's um Chili's birthday song by Lisa Gilroy. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> it's Natalie's birthday. And this is exactly how I wanted to announce it. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Have you ever done no. your birthday at Chili's? No. You should. I don't think I have either, but... So you don't even know for but a I've fact been that Chili's I've, No, but I've been at Chili's when other people's birthdays have happened. Enough to remember the song? Well, that's not the actual song. I that is a not, comedian. I know that's not the whole song. I know there's not a You, you think there's more? I know there's not... You think there's... You think that's the director's cut? I know there's not a spoken word interlude in the Chili's birthday song <laughs> about a man leaving his children. Happy birthday, Natalie. Thank you. Do you have, do you have, any, do you have any updates? How it's are you my feeling? birthday, How, so... How's 24... I feel old. You're not old. I feel so old. You're objectively not old. You don't understand. You're still 23. You're still young and sprightly. You don't quite get it. We have so many friends who are so much older than us. I'm fine. I'm like fine today. But for the past like three days, every night before going to bed, I've been having just panic spirals about turning 24. And then I woke up 24 and I was like, ah, it's pretty much the same. You're like, oh, Delaney got me donuts. Like, yeah. yeah, So far, it's pretty much like 23, except more donuts. Except at least 12 more donuts than you had when I was most recently 23. Yes. (laughs) I'm so old. You're not old. I just spent like three days with my 30, almost 31 year old brother. You are not old. Just because you have a brother who's older than me does not make me not old. I mean, I have two brothers who are older than us. I'm and relatively younger and, than your brothers. And one of them... I mean, I guess I'm objectively younger than your brothers. You're, yeah, it's not there's really no, relative. There's no relative it. there. <laughs> but I have one brother who's older than us who, you know, he's not going to listen to this. It's fine. I would say you're at a more settled part of your life than he is. This is really mean because you kept in me making fun of him last episode. <laughs> That's two episodes straight of us just lambasting your family. He's not going to listen to it. Good. <laughs> Aiden, if you're listening to this, hey, buddy. Why? <laughs> you hate podcasts. There's so much better things you can you be doing famously, or listening to. You famously yelled at me for making a podcast. You hate podcasts and you don't really seem to like us. Me? Oh. I started a Pokemon Brilliant Diamond in the new Pokemon game I think comes out tomorrow. I'm not done Brilliant Diamond. I pitched my movie based on my trauma for a class and my professor pulled me aside and said, hey, good job. Brilliant Diamond, I keep just... Okay. <laughs> oscillating between like it's it's literally i told you that it's just a remake of an original like the right. best pokemon game they've ever made in my opinion but it's just remade in 3d it is remade word for word scene for scene like exactly just put into 3d so i'm always <laughs> oscillating between like i've played this before why did they make this and like oh this is cute i remember this and it's really alarming to me 
So what are we arguing about? I don't know. <laughs> what? I made cookies. Why did you do that right before we sat down? What was the game plan here? Fun. What was the? No, I want to know. I, I put know. them in, not knowing when we were starting, and then when you showed up, they were already I, in. I said, "Give me twenty minutes," and I came out twenty minutes later. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking, I don't know, man. I'm depressed. <laughs> Listen, guys, do me a favor. If you know me in real life, um, don't. <laughs> twenty-four sucks. <laughs> When you turn 24, your 23-year-old friends decide they're allowed to be as mean to you as they want always. If you know me in real life and you're going to be playing the new Pokemon, if you're going to be playing, honestly, either version, let me know or let Delaney know and by proxy she'll let me know. Please tell me because no one else will play with me and I'm tired of only having one half of the games and I don't (laughs) want to have to buy both. Really don't. But I couldn't get that Galarian purple Rapidash because I didn't have the right game for it. All I could get was the weird Mr. Mime. No, 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 the, the weird for Fetched. Oh, I wanted a weird Mr. Mime. No, that's, uh, there is one of those. It might have been a weird Mr. Mime. I want a weird Mr. Monsieur Mime. Monsieur Le Mime. <laughs> it was, it's literally, oh wait, it might, have been, it might have been Galarian Mr. Mime. Is, Hold is, on. is that Jean Valjean's Pause. alias? Is Monsieur Le Mime? Galarian Mr. Mime. Because he had a big mustache. Is his name Mr. Rhyme? There he is. I found him. Welcome to Stop You Ruining It, where Natalie takes every movie and then just starts talking about the Pokemon game in most relation to Keep any of them. Keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Don't turn away from me. I want you to right now look at Mr. Rhyme. Not yet. When I'm done saying <laughs> this, I understand I'm giving you contradicting information. I want, when you, you can say this, say that sarcastically all you want. When you look at Mr. Rhyme, if you laugh, you have to take it back right here, right now. Okay. And apologize to me on the podcast. Okay, did you send it to me? Yes, I did. I think that's a dapper fellow. Damn it. I think that is a dapper young man. I never said he wasn't a dapper young man. (laughs) Okay, so you did laugh. That doesn't count. Now, what if I were to tell you his abilities? No, we're not going deep into They are called, so one of his abilities is called uh, Tangled Feet. How does that make you feel? Welcome to Stop You Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies. You have to get a Mr. Mime to level 42 to evolve it into a Mr. Mime. That's such a high level. I'm Delaney, and I study movies for a living. And I'm Natalie, and I do not. But you know what she does have? A lot of information about Monsieur Le Mime. Now I will tell you that the gender ratio of Mr. Rhymes is 50-50. So would you say that Mr. Rhyme fucks? Mr. Rhyme, I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't Mr. Rhyme fuck? I don't know. Don't some Pokemon You don't have to be two different genders to fuck Delaney. I feel like this is the second time this has come up in a short short span of time. I'll take this. (laughs) You know what? This is the second time in a row. You know what? No, last time it was because it's a puppet. He legally does not have a penis. I'm sorry. Legally? It was taken away from him with force. (laughs) So puppets are born with penises, but legally they're removed after? Now we're back to Chucky. Everything's a cyclical. Gotta check on my cookies. (laughs) Um, This episode's going to be kind of unhinged, mostly because... Mostly because I think this movie was not as interesting as either of us thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's going to be mostly vamping and then Natalie's research. It doesn't not- matter because this is the thing is that this movie sucked. I'll say I might be the only person brave enough to say this on live, t- live no, television. No, trust me. I've, I, I, I looked on the internet and a lot of people are like, yeah, we consider this a classic and like a pinnacle of horror movies, but it's not like that good. I have one last thing to say, which is that the Pokemon <laughs> I was thinking of was Sir Fetched. The night version of Farfetch'd. I will now get rid of my Pokemon tab.
You know who Farfetch'd is, you, right? You hear her click like nine times. She had nine Pokemon tabs open. Farfetch'd is the one who carries the leak for you to cook him with. Yes. 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 So Sir Fetch'd is that, but the leak is a sword. But now, oh, wait. <laughs> leak sword. Do we still cook him? It's probably a lot harder to do. Probably involves a lot more battle. I'm going to let her talk because it's her birthday so she can talk about Sir Fetched and how this is the Pokemon we canonically eat, but also we gave him a position of power and a title. Now he has a title and a weapon, so I don't know that we should eat him anymore. No, um, yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> okay, it doesn't, it's not bad. I just thought it was boring. For you, boring does equal bad. That, and I don't know what the editor was on. The it editor was, it was, was on having 1979. The editor was having a party. That's that, kind of what's Them walking through the house in the beginning and it just hard cutting in, to the, murder. in the middle of sentences. Them like walking up the stairs at hard cuts to a murder and then cuts right back to them still walking I, up the same stairs. I kind of liked it. I it was it, funny. I thought it was fun. I thought it funny. That and because this movie to me is the classic, the probably the pinnacle of my abilities in this podcast. If there was a movie where it's like the whole thing is that I come in and ruin it, it's this movie. What movie did you bring us, Natalie? The Amityville Horror. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know that's what the book's called. Was, Just, no. I know that's what the book in general vibe it's called is. called Life with George. <laughs> it's called George's Wacky Adventure. No, this movie came out in 1979. Not 2005, as you once believed. Yes. One did come out in 2005, but that was the remake of this I'm like one. curious to see a remake to see if anything improved or if this is just a bad movie the remake has ryan reynolds in it ryan reynolds is the dad in in amityville horror 2005 well fuck hold on no we're not i'm not spending another 3.99 what would you do if i said my next movie was just a 2005 amityville horror you bring back the exact same research i fuck up our entire december schedule and just bring back this movie again yeah it received pretty negative reviews when it came out because people were like okay like again i don't that's think crazy i don't think it's like bad i think the reason this movie is considered like a pinnacle of the horror genre is the stuff that like you're going to be talking about i think it's the like background behind it and like its place in like horror canon and like horror media as like an example of something that like how familiar are you with it i and did you do research on it before i did not i did research on the series which after this movie is not related to the case at all i know that it's like oh they lied about it or the person who wrote the book lied about it it's like disputed what did or did not happen right and i know that ed and lorraine were involved at one point the warrens but i mean i don't know like much beyond it's just like a did it actually happen or were these people just crazy this did come out before the shining a lot of sh- there very a- but like very close to the shining the shining was 80 but i was i was gonna say it feels like this movie everything it tried to do the shining just did way better yeah yeah no truly essentially like that's that's what- i think the house is also on an indian burial ground well so no Okay. It, so it, it allegedly, it, they allege it is, however, the, uh, it's a, a, a certain branch of the Lenape Indian, I put quotes in there because I don't know the proper terminology, but uh, they allege that it is, the house was built on a burial ground where they would leave their elderly to die and mm. be like representatives of the tribe and be like, that's inaccurate and not a thing. But in the book, in the, in the, the story. Right hypothetically right that's what i mean it's like in in the movie it is you know i don't even know that it specifically is in the movie it's 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 like they do they go to the library and like research suggests that the house is built atop a shh Mm, yeah no keep going it looks like shiny cock 
I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Shinnecock Burial Ground. Yeah. Which is in Suffolk County, New York. Um, yeah, it's alluded yeah. to, but I don't think it's ever like explicitly stated because it's also throughout the series alluded to. Right. Um, but I don't even know that I was able to find who first said that. Cool. Yeah, it's my. That's what I got for that. But that's yeah. All your anyway, research. the Shining. <laughs> that's one hundred percent. It is. Research. It is very similar. Even with yeah. the, he holding, he's holding a fucking axe, breaking down the door of a bathroom to yeah, get the, to the kids. The, the, the kid has an imaginary friend who's like a demon. He has an axe and a bitch. That girl sucks. The Jody, ch- the chi- oh, Jody sucks. Not Amy. The, yeah, yeah. the child is innocent. I don't know. <laughs> She sure did let her babysitter out of that closet. He did not let her out of that closet. So I'm not sure. However, I also do see this annoying little girl with like a fake imaginary friend and her two older brothers and go, is this me? Hopefully not. I hope not too. No, he was a horrible man, George Lutz. Oh, he su- he wanted to sue Ryan Reynolds. What? <laughs> Yo, Ryan they Reynolds. sued everyone. They <laughs> did a lot of suing. When the 2005 movie came out because Ryan, like the Lutz family wasn't involved in the remake at all. Like they yeah. were like somewhat involved in this one, like, enough. Um, but the 2005 one was, like, made without their express permission. And in it, Ryan Reynolds, as George Lutz, just murders their dog. And so George Lutz was like, guys, my friends. And tried to sue them for for libel. So did he, he didn't win, I'm assuming. <laughs> he died the next year. Okay, because it also isn't really libel. I don't know that he killed their dog. But so yeah, the big, pl- I guess it's hard to figure out how to do this. But I guess the big players in this mm-hmm. that we'll be talking about, mm-hmm. we have the characters in this film. Right. The Lutz family. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, in this one, it is correct in that it's the, the couple and their three children. Later movies just invent a fourth kid. Later movies do a lot. Yeah. So this we'll talk one, about that. This one seems to be the most uh, faithful, at least to that concept of... This is the only one, maybe along with the second one, that is tied to this family. Right. And this one was based closely on the book, which was released... Right. 77. 77, with this being out in 79. Yes. And this book came about because of the events of 75. Okay. So it was a very fast turnaround in between them. Um, so in 75... Sorry, 74. Oh, shit. He died recently. Oh, yeah. Ronald DeFeo? I didn't know that. He, he died, I think, last year. Yeah, in 2021. Uh, so in 1974 in Amityville, which is in New York, uh, on the shore of Long Island, uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Uh, also goes by Butch. Butch DeFeo. <laughs> Butch DeFeo came into a bar and had said that he had found someone had shot his family. And so... It was him? <laughs> well, so everyone went down to go check it out. They were like, let's go see this, this shot family. Curious. Interesting. Uh, and so, yeah, his family had been shot. Uh, so it was his parents, uh, and then his two younger brothers and two younger sisters. Oh, so more people than the more movie. More people than the movie showed us. So for a total of six. And so originally he was like, I think it was the mob. So he was initially taken into police custody for protection because his father was uh, involved with the mob. Uh, but it also was apparently a rule of the mob in that area or the mob in general. Don't know a lot about the mob. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> that you don't kill children. So yeah. pretty quickly that theory was thrown away because they were like, this wouldn't, this doesn't look like a mob hit. It's probably not a mob hit. Only person that really makes sense for it to be is probably this guy. So it's probably the guy who saw his family be shot and went, I'm going to go tell people at the bar. Well, so his argument was that he was out that night and then went, he went to work because he worked with his father, showed up to work. Everyone was like, hey, we haven't seen your dad. He's like, that's weird. Anyway, let's do some work, guys. And then after work, he went to the bar and just hung out at the bar for a few hours and went, "Welp, everyone, guess I, Butch DeFeo, should head back home now. You've all seen me here. Anyway, 
I'm going back to my home. Weird I haven't heard from my family. Then he came back shortly after and went, guys, you won't believe it. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Remember me, Butch DeFeo? <laughs> remember how I was just here, you all saw me? And, and you would be willing to say that in a court of law? <laughs> you saw me here and then leave and then come back, you all know, time period-wise, when I was here? Um, and they had found the whole family had been shot. They were all face down in their beds and shot to death. Yeah, so the parents have been shot twice, and then all four of the children had been shot uh, once in the head. Uh, I say children, the oldest was 18-year-old Dawn, his younger sister, but it was 18 and, un and under. So he had shot them at three o'clock in that morning, and then just went about his fucking day, went to the bar, loudly told everyone he was there. Went to the bar at like four in the morning? No, like he, 3 a.m. and then like 8 a.m. went to work, full day of work, went to the bar, like, late that night is when he then went back and went, oh, no. So it took him a full 24 hours almost. between. Okay. Yeah, almost a full 24. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no. Butch, buddy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. He entered and went, you've got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. Yes. You think? He thought. He wasn't quite sure, but he thought. <laughs> and so that was, he's like, I didn't do it. Then his story changed a little to, well, what happened was my dad <laughs> sucked, which his dad did canonically suck. That's okay. true. He's like, my dad sucks. And so my sister told me I should kill our parents. So I did. But we agreed that the siblings would be fine. But then I came back out and she had killed all, all of our siblings. So I killed her in a fit of rage. And then the story later changed to she killed our whole family. <laughs> So I killed her in a fit of rage. I feel weary. This case is weird because I feel bad for Dawn, who's the oldest girl who's one accused of all this. Because yeah. she obviously can't defend herself. She's dead. She sure is. And she sure is dead the same way that the other family members are dead, which is weird to kill someone in a fit of rage with one shot in their bed. So I could, like, she can't defend herself. The, the theory rests somewhere in between of like, he did it all himself uh, or his sister was an accomplice in it and then later was murdered. Uh, his story of he just showed up and she killed them all, I feel pretty confident to say it was not true. It's fucking stupid. He also said he had a friend with him. This person we believe was made up. But so that's the case. And we see this at the beginning of we the film. We see movie. that at the beginning of the film. And don't ever get a lot more about it. Mm -mm. All we know is that this guy murdered, like the, the movie's like, no, this guy murdered his family. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they take a strong stance. Strong stance. In that good old Roddy boy murdered his family. And we see it happen. And then like, we'll like be reminded that it happened throughout the movie, but we never get to know any lore. Right. It's just, this happened in this house. Deal with it. And apparently Ronnie looked exactly like James Brolin. Which is true. They, he looked like James Brolin. Well, keep in mind that it he was- He looks like George. It was the hair and the mustache okay. and the beard mainly. That thing where your whole head looks kind of like it's an egg of hair. Look, I'm going to get this out of the way right here You right would now. fuck James Roland? He's so hot in this movie. Okay, well, Margot Kidder is also hot as hell in this. Sure, hot. I'm straight. That's fine. So if they wanted me to be their third, I would like consider it. No, the, no, don't no. say that. Don't say that. Why? Because <laughs> it's not true. Well, Margot Kidder is dead. No, no, so I'm not saying 2022 James Brolin and Margot okay. Kidder, because James Brolin is currently married to Barbara Streisand, and I would never do that to her. The dead body is not the issue with this. <laughs> it's, 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 hurting, it's hurting Babs. The other thing that's important is that he claimed insanity and said mm -hmm. he did it because he heard voices. Gotcha. 
Uh, so he ended up being charged with uh, six counts of second degree murder because the jury agreed that he was probably crazy, but that he pretty much, they were like, he but knew he what knew he was, what he was doing. up to. He didn't plan it, but he sure knew he was doing it. Uh, I think he fucking planned it too. But they're like, we don't know that he like, we can confidently say he was sane when he did it. Right. But he, he, you get like one of those. Once you hit like six people, they're like, okay, but at what, at what point do we, does this not matter anymore? And then when you do a whole fake day of work and then you go to a bar and very loudly proclaim that you're there, it's kind of, kind of messes everything up. <laughs> but yeah, we see that. And then we see that then interspersed with footage of the Of Lutz the Lutz family, family touring this house. Touring this house. Which I'm going to get another thing out of the way. Nice fucking house. It's a, a beautiful house. I want that house so bad. I would buy that house. There's like a gorgeous open concept kitchen with like columns like holding up the roof. And like, it's like beautiful four house. stories. They have like a little garden house out back. It's really lovely. It was recently sold for $850,000. They, did you see that they um, have fully changed the address? Oh, have they? So it's no longer, was it 112 Ocean Avenue? Now it's like 108 Ocean Avenue. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so... People don't look for it. <laughs> because the other thing is that about this house is that everyone who has lived there after the Lutz family has experienced nothing. Yeah. And it said, honestly, the most annoying part of the house is, is all the, the people. people who show up to be like, <laughs> yo, uh, the long-term owners for 10 years, the husband died recently. And that's why they resold the house gotcha. at a loss when they had put, I think, $950,000 into oh, the house. Shit. Uh, they sold it for $850,000. That guy I'm was just fun. went for that cheap. People would like show up and like be assholes, but someone showed up and played, um, like just started playing music outside their house. And the guy who owned the house just stood up and like opened the window. He's like, you got a good sense of humor, kid. And then shut the door and went back to sleep. (laughs) I like that guy. I'm sad he died. (laughs) But the Lutz family is coming in. They're moving into the property. And to, house. to set up Kathy, because Kathy and George, to set up Kathy's character, George pulls out the biggest crucifix you've seen in your life and goes, where should we hang this one? And she is dressed like a fucking schoolgirl. <laughs> she, I think I have. Her hair is in pigtails. She has pigtails and like bootcut jeans and a button down top. And she's holding this like really, like she's putting up really boldly colored like plaid wallpaper. And I was like, damn. She's just like me for real. Well, and he was like, where should I put this? She goes, oh, I know, I know. And I'm like, stop it, stop it. Be an adult, be an adult woman. You have three children. This is weird. She has three children from a prior marriage. Yeah, this is wild. Just got married to this guy. And yet she seems 12. (laughs) I loved the hair and makeup of the early 80s, late 70s. I hated the clothing. A lot of the stuff she wears makes her look like the the, the sexy baby. But the guy comes to bless the home and spooky shit starts happening. Ooh. And then that just goes on for two hours. I like, don't even fully understand what spooky stuff happens. There's a lot of stuff that I read in this Wikipedia article where I'm like, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, yeah, he, he tries to get in the house and he literally... a big, So this is my qualm with this movie is that these ghosts are, I think, bad ghosts. Yes. Their main method of ghosting is just making doors locked. Yes. That's all they do. They just really make things unopenable. Mm-hmm. And then once someone tries to get help, suddenly the thing is openable. They're not good ghosts. No, they bought this house for $80,000. And they were, they were like, oh, that's too much money. And I, was like, and I was like, I... <sighs> well, and they're like, there was a murder here. Are you okay with that? They're like, yeah, that's all right. And then she goes, now all of the furniture does come with the house. Come with the price. For $400 extra, you can have all of the furniture. And I would, that's where I would draw the line. I'm not opposed to living in a house where there was a murder, but I don't know that I would keep all of their the murder fur- furniture. All of the murder furniture. I mean, she's not saying you have to. She's just I'm giving a little, they, a little option. No, I'm saying they picked to do that. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Did they keep the beds? Because they were killed in those beds. 
the the the, the priest comes to like bless the home because again, Father Delaney, correct? It's so disorienting. It's so disorienting that his name is that. Yeah, because like every time they would say his name, I would like like what's up. It's also very funny because it's the. It's Father Delaney, which is not the name of the actual guy and right. not the name of the alias of the guy in the book. This is a third name <laughs> they've given this man. A third man. This is a third name for no reason. Isn't the priest like the most controversial part of it? There's a lot of controversial parts. I thought the, the priest, priest was... is a big controversial part. So the other party in this that I didn't mention that we do not see in the movie, but who is a big part of this story, is uh, DeFeo's lawyer. Mm. Might be William Weber. Yep, I have it pulled up in this tab. William Weber, attorney, Amityville. William Weber is the other big party in this. Mm -hmm. He... Sorry, can I interrupt just very briefly? Please. Um, I needed to know that they changed the names of the children Mm -hmm. in the movie, but kept the name of the dog. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the breed of the dog. They also own a crossbreed Malamute Labrador dog named Harry. The dog breed is also accurate, which is crazy. Continue. Uh, he's the other big party in this who does not appear in either of these, right? like in any of the adaptations, but he is a big part of... Again, they don't talk about this original case right. at all in this movie until like she's at the library and she's like, oh my God, people were murdered. Which I'm curious if like part of the reason why so much fucking shit happens like in silence in this movie is because they were banking on the fact that people would like know what it was about when it came out. Because it was a big case. It was, it was a big case. And also I think it's trying to do that, you know, just very building of suspicion. Yeah. Um, you know, like, you know, this was 25 years before, you know, paranormal activity or anything, but it's like that same thing where it's like, oh, if you just film people going about their day and like, one small thing going wrong each day, then it builds up. But they just didn't do it fully successfully. I was bored by day three. Yeah. Also, we hit like day six and already shit was hitting the fan. I was like, we have 22 more days in this house. Like, when do they hit their line? Um, but he's a big part of the, the dissemination. Is that amazing? Mm-hmm. Dissemination of this story. Mm. Because when he took the case, he in the first place convinced DeFeo Jr. to take an insanity plea which he didn't want to do because he was trying to bank on the story of my sister. Yeah, he was like, no, dude, I want to fuck over my sister. He was like, I'm pretty sure that the sister I murdered should take the fall (laughs) for this too. I don't know what beef he had with his sister. There's no real evidence here that he and his sister didn't get along. I know he and his father didn't, but like he and his sister, I don't, there's no proof of why he hates her so much. But he had tried to convince him to take the insanity plea and he had said to him when he told him about it, there are people who want to make this into a movie. You can get off if you take the insanity plea and then there will be so much money waiting for you on the other end of this because so many people want to make this into a, like a thing. Right. Um, so that is what he, the DeFeo claims is like part of why he took it. Um, now, forgive me, when were the Son of Sam laws? Laws? The son, they're, the, um, cause that's the law, right? Where um, if you make content on like a murderer, the murderer doesn't get any money. Yes, correct. Were those like the 90s? I'm assuming after this because that then came up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because um, I know that that's like a big thing. Especially. Okay, Berkowitz would have been arrested in 77. But he made money off of his. Like the law was made after yes. he made all his money. Yes, right. So he was like, oh, I'm going to do it because he told me to. <laughs> um, and I like okay. money. <laughs> the quote from DeFeo Jr. is that he said it would be the godfather meets uh, the exorcist all in one. I mean, it's, I, you know what? Like it's not in terms of quality, but in terms of cultural impact, I guess. Well, yeah. And because that's the story is it's like, was it the mob or was it? Yeah. Ghosts. Um, And again, the movie isn't even about him. No, the movie's not about him. The movie is interesting, though, because the movie and the story, the reason that it went out so much is that after they pretty much lost this fucking case, 
the argument he then was trying to push was this house is haunted. Mm -hmm. So it possessed him. That's why he did the murders. It's not his fault. (laughs) Dude, if you're gonna, if you're gonna come through with a new story, you've got to pick one and run with it. But that's the story that the movie is telling that I don't think a lot of people pick up on is that they're not saying that he's haunting the house. They're saying that the thing that made him kill his family is is going to make him, is going to make George now kill his family. Yes. Um, Which again, is the fucking plot, plot of, of the, the Shining. And at least the Shining, we're not actively trying to get a real murderer out of what he did. <laughs> at least the Shining, we've got like the guy fucking the guy in the bear suit. You know, we've got some fun shit going on. No fun shit in this. No. Everything's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's kind of a really depressing movie to watch. Yeah. And there's not even any like, there's not even any like blood. No. Until, like, the end when the walls are just... Or, like, that kid bleeding. whose hand gets smashed in a window. And they're yeah. like, oh, my God, it's spooky. And I'm like... He's just a kid. It's my, an old window. My brother tumbled over um, a rocking horse and broke his entire arm. Like, kids do that. I had my hand resting against a, uh, one of the glass sliding doors at a McDonald's. And Stephen walked into the door. My brother walked in through the doors. And the other door came and just closed my hand in between the two doors. And I was just stuck there at the McDonald's. <laughs> The McDonald's employees had to come out and try to get me out, and they couldn't. Help, I'm still at the restaurant. Help, I'm still at the McDonald's sliding glass door. That's just some kid shit. But yeah, so like that's the other part of this. And he was in contact with the Lutzes. He was in contact with them when they were going to move into the house. The lawyer was. The lawyer was. Interesting. So that's the big part of this that people don't pick up on or know about, which is that is that the lawyer had incentive to worst make this case story scenario, blow up. Worst case scenario, he made it all up. Right. Because he he argues, and the Lutzes have come back on him for this, and, I, and it could be because they're telling the truth, it could be because it paints them as... Insane. <laughs> yeah. That he sat down with them when they moved into the house. They all shared a bottle of wine, and he gave them information from the case that then directly became things that they interacted with when they said they had their, their experience. In the in the movie, we see the blood down the stairs. Yeah. In the book, it's a green goo, ooh, which was based off of blood. So I don't really fully. <laughs> it kind of goes back and forth. There's a lot of things, but like that's meant to be like the blood splatter that was there. But then I also read something that was like it's actually just the thing that like the mom fell down the stairs and spilled spaghetti sauce earlier that day, so there was sauce on the stairs. And then in the books, it's a green goo, and then in the movie, it's it's blood. It's not a super great one-to-one comparison. Um, but, like, he had warned them about the cat that lives next to her that, like, shows up to the house at night. Good kitty. With his beady little eyes and just, like, sits outside. And cat, then, cat freaked the fuck out of Fafu. Yeah, oh, she was furious. <laughs> he, he screamed. We see that cat in the movie. And then allegedly <laughs> we're supposed to see a pig there. And I'm like, it's just the cat again. I feel like we're all clear. We already saw the cat. Why do we now think there's a pig on the roof? <laughs> but I think he made it up and... Well, yeah, because clearly he has incentives for, you know, the fact that he was in communication with the Lutzes, he has incentives for this story to blow up. Right. Because it, like, makes his client money and thus will make him money. Can get them out. Get, get him out. Yeah. It would add... Uh, for... Validity. Well, and a lot of people believed that something was going on. Yeah. Uh, so he was trying to make the argument of, like, this was not... This guy was insane because he was possessed. Right. And, like, reasonable doubt. Like, if you believe that this house could possess someone, like, I guess technically you should let him go. Like, An interesting um, question I saw on Letterboxd reviews for this movie was, so are people who look like James Brolin just drawn to this house? Or does the house make you look like James Brolin? <laughs> <laughs> because if we're, 
if we're believing all of this, that George and Butch looked the same. Yeah. Either that's a coincidence, but that's a strong coincidence. So I think that this house draws this type of man. Yeah. Or, like, the lawyer saw him and went, ooh. Oh, do you think the lawyer recruited him to buy well, this house? Well, the lawyer wasn't in charge of who bought the house. But right. he sat down with the... When he found out someone was buying the house, he sat down with them. Right. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> but they then fell out, the Lutzes and uh, the lawyer, because he wanted to make money off of it. And they were like, we don't want the guy who did the murders to make money off the murders. We just want to make money off the murders. And they did. And they sure did. They they didn't they technically didn't retain film rights but they retained fifty percent of the book profit. They made a lot of money. They so they, they did fifty percent of the book profit. I saw one article that was like, oh, they used most of it to pay off legal fees. I'm like, bullshit. That book made so much money. They made most of the money and um, George. They, they, they were they did not have um, part of the waterfall for this movie. I don't believe, but they I think made like maybe a stipend. I also want to like to be clear too. Like it when you read a lot of stuff, like it seems like they're good people. They're not. Their kids are really fucked up about this. And a lot of people who look at it are like, regardless of what happened, these kids were manipulated yeah. a lot in order for this to happen. Um, and George Lutz was also like kind of into the occult. I, I saw, I can't remember like where about, like where on the movie page I saw this, but like one of the kids, like Dave, Dave, yeah, one of them? something like that. Daniel said that his dad was like fucking around with, right. You know, a culture. I think it's their oldest son who believes that all of that stuff did happen, but it had nothing to do with the house. It was their dad who right. made it happen. Like their dad, you know, pulled out a Ouija board and, right. you know. So he would have had motivation to do it in the first place since he already was kind of into this stuff, dabbling right. in it. And he was also apparently quite abusive. Right. So that's why I'm like, I don't know if you can count it as slander. Yeah. Uh, George Lutz described the 2005 remake as drivel and sued the makers for breach of contract, defamation, and libel. He objected particularly to the scene in the film where the male lead, named as George Lutz and played by Ryan Reynolds, is shown killing the family dog with an axe. Bummer. The defamation case was dismissed by a Los Angeles court in November 2005, while other issues related to the lawsuit remained unresolved at the time of his death. So that man went, I'm going to sue Ryan Reynolds. It's also interesting that they would go against, go after this movie, I'm assuming because it had the biggest budget, because there's like three or four Amityville movies a year that, that go direct to DVD. This you know, year alone, there's three. You know what? This is a good transition. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take an early lead with this one. Um, so Natalie, mm -hmm. how many Amityville movies are there? Do not look and count. Oh, I wasn't. Um, Official ones or just possible ones that exist? On the list of... 113. This list is 28. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I admire your enthusiasm. I don't know, man. Now... Does it have the Amityville dildo on there? Which was a movie. No. Okay. I think these are like... I think that these are a little more official than things yeah. that just went to Blockbuster. Um, now, some of these are a lot direct-to-video. Yeah. Direct-to-DVD. Some of them were theatrical releases. So there are 28. I don't have all 28 of them okay. pulled up. But I have the plot log line. Nice. Of all of these. And I just... I'm just going to read you the title of the movie. And again, these are 28 movies technically based on the same novel. Gotcha. Or adapted from this movie in some way. The novel or the events are, the murders and the events are technically considered a historical event and right. not like a, sorry, I, I misspoke. It is the uh, Amityville vibrator. Is that one there? No, it is not. Sorry. Okay. Fuck. Well, that's still bad then. <laughs> um, the tagline for that one, I will tell you, is for God's sake, get off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we already talked about how Amityville 2, The Possession. Yes. It's a prequel. Um, it features a fictional family 
loosely based on the DeFeo family. Mm-hmm. But that one's a prequel. Mm-hmm. Number three, Amity, Amityville 3D. What do you think that's about? It's the movie we just watched, but in 3D. <laughs> the tagline is, in this movie, you are the victim. Is it a POV? <laughs> I don't think so, but I don't find me with that. POV be? movie where I am Dawn, the eldest DeFeo child, the other than the one that killed everyone. The logline is, a reporter moves into the Amityville house in defiance of all of the events connected to it. And all finds, one event. And finds everyone around him besieged by the evil manifestations, which are connected to a demonic presence in the basement. Objectively incorrect. What? That's Amityville 3D. It's also oh. 3D. What am I doing? Guessing the logline. Like, oh, okay. Give, G- guessing the plot of it. Do you know what a logline is? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, because I was sitting here. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then you said the logline. I'm like, wait, now what am I supposed to be guessing? No, I said, what's that about? And you didn't give me an answer. So I gave you the answer. Oh, I said, I said, I said it's, yeah. you, it's and you a were wrong. movie where you're... <laughs> um, so so how the... am I the victim? I'm sorry. So the fourth one, 1989. Amityville Horror, colon, The Evil Escapes. So whatever it is, gets out of the basement. Cool. The demonic force is in the... Okay, this is the fourth. Okay. And this is how crazy we are getting by the fourth movie in this cool. series. The demonic force is in the Amityville house transfer to an ancient lamp, which finds its way to a remote California mansion Whoa. where the evil manipulates a little girl by manifesting in the form of her dead father. Neat. Again, I can't express... So I guess, I guess you're right in that the evil escapes and that it's now in California. And in a lamp. It wasn't a lamp. <laughs> This is insane. This is because this is all based off of the concept of trying to get this guy out of murdering his family because he was possessed. And every single one of these movies affirms that theory. Direct to video, 1990, The Amityville Curse. I'm assuming you wouldn't know if I were to ask this, but does, do these all build off each other or are we now in a, a new Amityville line of. From plot? what I can tell, most of them are not connected except okay. for some tie to Amityville. Okay. But like also. I might fully be wrong. Most of them probably exist in the universe of the first movie. They, they, they exist in the universe where something happened in this fucking house. <laughs> We're in Amityville. Can I tell you what happened in that house? No, I no, cannot. I but cannot. something happened in Can it. I tell you why it happened? No. <laughs> so, the Amityville curse. What do, you think, what do you think this fifth movie is about? I think it is uh, a whole town of people where the curse gets out and the whole town does the events. And then it turns out that all of Amityville is the Amityville horror. Good. I mean, good guess. Yeah. It's a pretty good guess. Um, according to this, five people spend the night in an abandoned house. Why? The Amityville haunted house. Bad. To be exact. Now, to be clear, people live there. That's someone's house. <laughs> and soon find themselves terrorized by assorted ghosts, venomous insects, and ghostly apparitions. I think every single one of these movies is just an, a, a fanfic <laughs> AU version of the original movie. <laughs> This is an AU where the house doesn't actively have a family who's been living in it for 10 years. Yes. Two years later, straight to video, we've got Amityville 1992. It's about time. I'm going to guess it's about time. Would you like to elaborate? It's a time traveling movie. It is not. Um, actually. Oh? So based on this logline, I'm going to give it to you because it says... An architect brings home a mysterious old clock. Stop bringing things home. <laughs> Not knowing that it's haunted by the demonic presence of the Amityville house. <laughs> Soon, the clock begins to alter time and space and starts to possess members of the household. I don't think you have to alter time to do that. Or space. Or space. Here, let me... Let me... <laughs> Amityville, it's about time. Is it an exclamation point it's about time? Or is that too kitschy? 
No, it's, there's not an explanation. Yeah, for it. it does. It does look like there might be some some time travel. It looks like he flips a light switch and his living room is replaced with an ancient looking torture chamber. Well, oh no. Oh no, there's a swastika in here. Oh. Um, yeah, I think that the movie itself is about time. Oh, so they're just telling you? Yeah, like I think that's what they're saying. The <laughs> like plot Am- itself is about time. Amityville. It's about time. It is about time. <laughs> you know, it, it involves time. <laughs> okay. One year later. Oh my god. We've got a straight to video. Amityville, a new generation. It's a new generation of people. The 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 dog from the movie we just watched escaped homeward bound style. Uh, mixed himself up with another dog that looked like him, like the parent trap, mm-hmm. and with him went the demonic spirit of the Amityville house. And so he started his own little family of puppies, and then those puppies became Amityville house puppies, killed everyone. <laughs> So I like your idea. You might have a movie that could fit in there. <laughs> and, I, and I would like to pitch it to a studio. However, this is about an old mirror from the Amityville house finds its way to a young photographer's home where the demonic presence soon manifests itself to cause more death and mayhem. I wonder how many of these movies are movies that someone pitched and they were like, look, we can make it. We can make it in Amityville. But this pretty much sounds like Amityville. Yeah. They're all, it's, it's all like haunting movies where like, well, if we can put the Amityville name in it. Then, like, if there's a doll in it, they're like, we could probably spin it as an Annabelle or a The Boy. What do you think 1996's Amityville Dollhouse is about? (laughs) Well, boy, I feel like I walked right into that, didn't I? I didn't even plan that. Shit. I'm gonna guess that it's got dolls in it. You're right. Um, what is it, like the doll of one of the fucking murdered kids or some shit? No, it is a dollhouse that is a miniature of, of the, the Amityville house. house. The Amityville house is given to a young girl and the demonic evil comes out to cause terror. Does she, re- I wonder if she reenacts the murders with her dolls. Probably, right? That'd be the let only reason to have a dollhouse. Let me look at Amityville dollhouse 1996. Um, Gotta do some hereditary style shit with that. Or else why are you doing a dollhouse? I want to see a movie like Sinister. But the thing that it transfers between the families is through a, like a really cute puppy. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, shit. <laughs> this puppy's adorable. The best part is as I go through each of these movies, the amount of people on their IMDb page that have a photo associated with them gets lower, gets and, lower. lower and lower. <laughs> now, we skip quite ahead Ooh. to 2011. Wow. There was... Um, Big skip there. We had a big skip. Amityville Dollhouse was the last one before the remake. Okay. And then, thank goodness, the remake Spawned <laughs> started all. this all over again. Excellent. So in 2011, we have the Amityville Haunting. Is it just ooh, something that they couldn't decide if it should be a haunting movie or an Amityville movie, so they just kind of hedged their bets? Kinda, yeah. Cool. Actually, um, this really seems like they're like, what if you know we want to make a paranormal activity, but Amityville seems kind of hot right now. And so it's in disregard of the shocking DeFeo murder. So it Stop is, disregarding it. It is in connection Stop to defying the it. Stop disregarding it. An unsuspecting family. Although it's not unsuspecting, because it sounds like they know about the murders. Yeah, they disregarded it. So it An was... unsuspecting family moves into the infamous house on 112 Ocean Avenue. Now, ghostly apparitions start to appear in their video surveillance system. Can they survive the Amityville haunting? Can they? Probably... I don't know how many of these end Yeah, up I'm curious it. how many of these have actual deaths in them, because there's no actual deaths in, in the movie. 2013. Okay. The Amityville Asylum. 
It's in an asylum. Yes. Please tell me we follow like Butch DeFeo in the asylum. That'd be fucking no, sick no, no. As hell. Lisa Templeton. Begins, oh my gosh. Begins a new job as a cleaner at High Lisa. High Hopes Hospital. <laughs> Not Miss Templeton. A mental institution in Amityville, Long Island. Okay, Amityville, stop. Initially delighted to get the job, Lisa soon realizes that it's not all as it seems. I wonder what it is. So I think, I guess the hospital is now also haunted? It's actually where they put all of the people from the previous movies, Saw franchise style. (laughs) Including Harry the dog is also there (laughs) with his family. Um, Now there is a character in this movie also named Delaney. And I don't know if that's just like a reference. Father Delaney, that would be his last name, no? This person doesn't, like... I think it's their last name, because this guy's name is just Hardcastle. This person's name is Pemberton. Ah. Uh, so I think Lee Bain just plays Delaney. Delaney. All right, yeah. In 2015, we have Amityville Death House. So we're back in a house, it sounds we like. We are. We oh, are no. indeed. This one sounds like it wouldn't be a family. Okay. It sounds like it would be a group of teenagers or friends. Okay. Would you like to add any more details? No. Is it an escape room? No. No, I will. I'll, I'll give it to you because you got very, like. Death House you, sounds big too much like it's just like a group um, the, of people the who are. The poster's kind of dope. This Ooh. girl is a spider. Ooh. Um, a young woman and her friends are threatened by an ancient witch's curse. Hell yeah. When they stop in the town of Amityville to yeah. check in on her sickly grandmother. Does her grandmother live in the house? <laughs> Unclear. Amityville Playhouse, 2015. It's like um, Ember Island Players. It's like that version of the original movie. I'm going to double check this. No. So I cannot tell how close you are. Oh, no. It does take place in a theater. <laughs> but I can't, I don't think they're like reenacting Ooh. the original story, but it was a teenager and her friends become trapped in a haunted theater with a disturbing connection to Amityville's secret past. What's the connection? <laughs> I'm, I'm actively looking through the Wikipedia synopsis and I don't know. You said it's in Amityville? Does it have the lamp in it? Like this says, um, oh, this one is really, it goes heavy on like the Native American burial ground and um, has catacombs. And ever since, a cult made of Amityville's elite has sacrificed six people, including every elite's firstborn child, to the demons. Okay, so now we're saying that the original DeFeo murders were in were a... I think they're saying the entire town is haunted. Were a full town decision, because that's how many people died and originally were six. Or yeah. that they're doing... This sounds like it's the, the wrong turn, the foundation of the franchise. <laughs> the Amityville Legacy, 2016. Someone is a descendant of the original people, even though that's fucking impossible. Isn't that stupid? They were all murdered. No, this stars Mark Jansen, a father who begins murdering members of his own family after being gifted an evil symbol-banging monkey toy that was taken from one twelve Ocean Avenue. That's Toy Story 3. <laughs> begins? So how much time has he just given to just keep murdering his family? <laughs> oh, this one does come back to DeFeo, though. Oh. The first line of the plot is, in 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. uses a rifle to kill his entire family. I think we've established that part. And then four decades later, the Jansen family celebrates a a birthday. And I guess he gets a simple banging monkey toy. From a murder house? Mm -hmm. First of all, rude to give someone a used toy. Amityville The Awakening, 2017. Okay. I don't think this was direct to video. I think this was... Move into a house and everything's fine, and then it's not anymore. (laughs) Because something awakens. I want, I'm going to give you three guesses okay. as to who the star of this movie is. And I'm not going to give you any hints. I just want you to guess who in 2017 you think starred in Amityville. James Charles. No. Weirdly enough, not far. Shane Dawson? No. 
Am I like still close or no? Not as. Okay. Wait, what? How? So Amityville The Awakening stars Bella Thorne. Oh my god, you're, I actually agree with you. I see what you mean by that. James Charles is closer. Right? So this is a direct sequel slash metafilm taking place in the real world outside of the continuity of the series which establishes the Amityville horror. Great, so this is light year. Its plot follows a teenager who moves into 112 Ocean Avenue with her family. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is the Human Centipede 2. Who shortly find themselves haunted by a demonic entity using her brain-dead twin brother's body as a vessel. (laughs) Woof. What? I'm sorry. So this boy's body becomes similar to the lamp and the cymbal-banging monkey. And so what happens is... um, why Belle. Belle is taunted by her parents Belle over moving into the home, which she learns was the site of a mass murder by Ronald DeFeo Jr. Yeah, look, they can if they keep that, it technically is a true story. Um, one night, Belle invites acquaintances Terrence, an enthusiast on the Amityville haunting, and Marissa over to watch the Amityville horror. <laughs> Marissa, no information on her. Fuck Marissa. <laughs> and Marissa, who's there? Okay, once again, in this world, there is a family who's living there. That house has been owned. Um, Someone sat down in the Amityville house to watch this movie. What do you think Amityville Evil Never Dies is about? You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. God damn it. This came out in 2017 as well. Oh God, I don't know. Another object has something in it. So if I told you this was a continuation of the story of the evil symbol banging monkey. Uh, I I would believe you. (laughs) He's the poster. I think I've seen that. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Um, it's also called Amityville Clown House. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's also called that? That's also, two titles. It's also known as Amityville Clown House. That's two titles. <laughs> Look, symbol banging monkeys are terrifying. <laughs> um, those are all the ones I had pulled up. We also have Amityville Exorcism. Where it's just an exorcism movie. In Amityville. In Amityville. And then the next few don't have Wikipedia pages. Oh yeah, because there's a bunch of, again, there's a bunch of real world budget ones. There's also the Amityville Harvest from 2020, um, where the only information on its Wikipedia page is a single sentence that says, a documentary crew follows a strange figure with powers. Fun. You, I noticed you didn't mention 2022's Amityville Karen. <laughs> again, not listed on the official Amityville haunting list. How about Amityville Thanksgiving? (laughs) Amityville Bigfoot. So the first three films released share some continuity. Um, Amityville 2 is a prequel, and Amityville 3D is technically a sequel to the first movie, based on the accounts of Stephen Kaplan. Amityville Bigfoot also came out this year. Oh, but but with Amityville 3, because they had legal disputes with the actual Lutz family... The events of the first movie could not be directly referenced, nor could the Lutz family themselves be referenced by name. How? So despite Amityville 3D being a direct sequel to the first one, they could not refer to the first one in the slightest. Now, if I were to tell you that Amityville Karen, Amityville Bigfoot, and Amityville Thanksgiving are all directed by the same person. I would not be surprised in the slightest. Even though Amityville Karen and Amityville Bigfoot both came out this year. Yes. Good job, Sean C. Phillips. What are you doing? <laughs> Amityville 3D has a 5% in Rotten Tomatoes. There. (laughs) Amityville Dollhouse does not have a Rotten Tomatoes score. I barely find the IP interesting. (laughs) That's the thing. That's the thing that I find fascinating about this is it's not even like a 
cool base story. No. I guess it's just become like synonymous with haunting. Right. Nothing even scary happens. Well, and I'm fascinated that we're still making Amityville movies post the Conjuring series. Because I feel like the Conjuring was so much more well regarded. Yeah. That you could tie them to those. Although maybe Amityville, I bet I bet Amityville is uh, like free use because it's a city. So like you can't yeah. trademark the name of a city. No, and again, it's a historical event. I'm yeah. shocked that the Lutzes were able to do that because the Lutz haunting is considered also just an event. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was my mini game just to show you how many fucking movies there are. Well, because they're fucking stupid. I honestly think the integrity of the whole thing is erased once you're like, oh, the lawyer just had all the motivation. I think that's why people are still fascinated by it. But the fact that we're still using Amityville as like a synonym for haunted house. I don't think these people were haunted. No. Quite frankly. No. Now, can I ask, and sorry if you have like this plan for another time, how Ed and Lorraine Warren kind of fall into this? Yes, you can. If I can pull it the fuck up. Because <laughs> they, they've, they're kind of a very similar thing where mm-hmm. they now have a bunch of movies based on their stories and now have a lot of people being like, we think you've made all this the fuck up. Right. Also, apparently Ed Warren um, had a 40 year old or a 40 year long relationship with a girl who he met when she was 15. Love that. Um, and so- Lorraine knew about it and she lived in their house with them. Lorraine, you gotta have more self-respect. That. <laughs> uh, Cause Amityville is the thing that they're most famous for. Right. Which I, um, the Conjuring movies don't even cover Amityville until the second one. Right. Which I think it's interesting that they didn't start with that. <laughs> so they, they were actually the basis for the book initially happening. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they're, they, which is strange, but I guess maybe they brought the like attention to it, but they're the ones who I think initially kind of publicized this idea of well, like telling the Lutz's story. Then they were the ones basically like doing the paranormal investigation, right? right? Like, right. well, cause like, so the priest character who we mentioned, mm-hmm. Delaney. Delaney. Delaney, who is based off of the character in the book, who is the actual guy, but they put his... He, the actual priest himself, was like, oh, I only spoke to them on the phone once. (laughs) And he testified that. Which, like, is pretty much the same thing here. Because they have a fucking list of movies that they all were involved in. I think they're quacks. (laughs) Ed and Lorraine Warren? I might be the only person brave enough to say this live on TV, but Ed and Lorraine Warren are quacks. They're quacks? They're quacks. Oh, no. (laughs) They're both dead now, I do believe. Well, then no one could stop me from saying it. Yeah, you're not... Yeah. um, Yeah, they are both dead. Lorraine died in 2019. Yeah. But that's crazy because they're they're the Annabelle people. They are the Annabelle people. I wonder if they knew Brum's the boy to the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Brum's the boy to the boy. <laughs> the boy they're referring to? Brum's or the boy from the boy? Which one? He's Annabelle's boyfriend. <laughs> ah. But yeah, no, they were part of this, like, what I honestly consider, like, pseudoscience of, like, them coming right. in. They were like, ooh, we feel the vibes here. <laughs> they walked in high off their asses. They were like, the vibes on Snoopy are all, all off. They're all off. We do not like the vibes you have in this here farm We do not like the vibes we've made today in this murder house. We don't like the energy we've created in the studio today. You should sue. So much lawsuits happening in this. And that's the other thing is that there's such a capitalization on like an actual... (laughs) People who die. Actual murder. So, fucking hell. This is such a stupid movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just dumb. (laughs) 
They moved in. They're like, oh, no, we're here. The father shows up full of flies. There's just flies everywhere. He's like, oh, no, flies. There's, which, there's, there's, there's flies everywhere. That also comes back a few times where it's like... Which is weird because the bodies wouldn't have been in the house long enough for flies to accumulate. It's more... Uh, I think it's... Um, I almost read it as um, sign of the um, like apocalypse. Mm, interesting. Um, where it's like a sign from the devil. Where it's like instead of sending locusts, he sent a shit ton of flies. Oh, good. That's how I read it. And then the guy gets, and the founder of Delaney also gets sick to the stomach. I would think from the flies. <laughs> well, and then he calls, he calls, what's her name? Kathy. She can't hear him on the other end. And then it just burns his fucking hand. And I was like, well, maybe your phone was just too hot. That's the thing. I I, I will say I did like Maybe your scene. phone was broken. Just because watching it, I was like, this is back when they were like, we need a shot of an actor in a room full of flies. So they'll just throw an actor in a room that's full of real flies. <laughs> They're like, go play with the flies. This well, and then he's, like, in a car accident later, too. So I think the house hates him. <laughs> the ghost is fucking with the priest, specifically. <laughs> he's mad at him. But then also, Kathy's aunt, who's just a full-ass nun, yep. comes. And she also gets sick. So now we have, like, any, like, person of the faith. Or, like, Except for Kathy. Well, like, she doesn't work in the faith. Like I know, but if her aunt is a nun, it feels like she's more involved in the <laughs> faith than your average person. Um, She gets ill. And then also, the side point here is that George is just becoming a dick. George is chilly. <laughs> side plot is that he is chilly. He's very cold. He is cold, which is, like, because they were experiencing cold spots, which is such a... St- <laughs> it's just the 1970s and you're in a farmhouse. That, yeah, that's such like people like, You're in a farmhouse in, in New York. It's just cold places. You just don't have insulation. No one mentioned smelling sulfur. Smelling sulfur, at least, I'm like, yeah, that's an alarming thing to suddenly happen. <laughs> Is that something that, like, the original house people had? That's something that most... Ghost hauntings include uh, is the smell of sulfur. Classic ghost. Classic ghost haunting. I mean, that's at least classic supernatural ghost haunting. <laughs> but yeah, George just becomes a dick. Things start to go missing. Her brother is getting married. The ghost just steals money. <laughs> the ghost steals $1,500. <laughs> to, Why? To pay a working man. Where did he put it? Because he was supposed to pay the caterer. Where did the ghost put it? And he was like, the $1,500 for the caterer is gone. So the devil just stole from like a blue collar, middle class working man. Kid who I said looks like a child and like he's, a, like he's Frankie Jonas. <laughs> that was Frankie Jonas. And then while they're at the wedding, this is when we get Amy's fucking babysitter. Oh my god. Who just gets locked in a closet. Uh, good acting, but again, I guess this is, back when they, this is back when they would be like, we need a girl who's freaking out because she's locked in a We're closet. We're gonna lock her in a closet. We'll lock this actress in a closet for 12 hours. <laughs> again, this ghost really needs to figure out his shit. I, I'm like, I don't... If this ghost was able to possess a guy into shooting and killing a family of se- like of seven with him, six people, why is it now relegated to just trapping girls in closets <laughs> and petty theft? And then when they get home, and they get home and they're like, hi, everyone. And they just hear screaming from the closet. Amy also was just sitting there like watching. She's watching it. And they're like, Amy, why didn't you open the closet? She's like, Jody told me I don't to. believe her. She's a liar. I think <laughs> that we never saw her talk to Jody. We saw her just staring stone faced at the babysitter in the closet. <laughs> Is that babysitter okay? No. We don't, we don't get closure She emotionally her. seems fucked. I mean, honestly freaks out a little much for just being in a closet. Well, then the dad is like really mean. She's like, I-, I couldn't open the door. And he's like, look, I put myself in here. This door doesn't have a lock. And I'm like, dude, she's having a panic attack. She also attack. has like full headgear on. I'm like, that sucks. She's in general for her. 
Um, and then uh, <laughs> at some point, like the boys, because they have two older sons and this daughter, they're like teasing the daughter out the window. <laughs> falls on one of the kids hands and they're all flipping out yeah which like honestly again old window that just but feels all, like a thing yeah, that and they're like the window just won't come up so much of this movie is that not being able to open things yeah. my question is how hard is it to break a thing <laughs> they're like oh my god i can't get through this i can't open the door and i'm like so is the door also not able to just be broken down yeah. how what you know how much is this ghost is manipulating? it a force like what what exact why though can't you open things is my question and their dog keeps digging in the basement and his paws are bloody. And, and you argue that that's just what dogs do. Dogs do that, man. Dogs <laughs> do crazy shit. Henry um, walks, my dog Henry will walk around our house of hardwood floors with three toys in his mouth crying because he wants to bury them, but he can't get through the hardwood floors. And so he will try to dig into the couch. Harry's a very good dog in this movie. Harry's a very good dog in this movie. However, George, bad businessman. Because for some reason there's a whole he just other- going to work. There's a financial plot to this too. <laughs> And so then his business partner is like, hey, come back to work. You haven't been to work. No one's getting paid. Also, that caterer keeps calling me because he says you owe him $1,500. <laughs> and, then, and the IRS is also calling. So he was committing tax. The tax fraud would be before this, I would think. I don't think the ghost did that. And so his business partner and his wife show up and they just start fucking beating down a wall because they're screaming coming from within it. The wife first, when they first show up, they're like, oh, let's go say hi. And the wife gets out of the car, looks up and she's like, nope. And just gets back in the car. And it's like, I'm not going in there. I don't like it. And the guy's are like, oh, well, crazy old woman. But yeah, then they show up and they're like, let's break down this wall that the dog has been digging at. Right. What's up over there? And there's just a smaller room. Small room. But it's red. And it's red. And the reflection of uh, George <laughs> pops up briefly. And it's like, like the, the whole the whole thing here is that George and good old Ronnie boy, or good old Ronnie DeFeo, look the same. Which you would think that the eldest son would be the one to get possessed, wouldn't you? What do you mean? Like if the eldest son of the DeFeo family is the one who then went out, um, you would think that since they have sons that like one, why, why would he just be like, who here looks the most like me? Well, like, like, I guess what if, guy who looks like them wronged again, the original ghost. If, if we are going by the logic that it is not Butch DeFeo, right. You know, possessing well, this guy. Butch and DeFeo's it's just, alive. He's in jail. And at it's this just point. like the house. This house just look just likes guys. They kind of look like James Brolin. And he got very lucky <laughs> that George looks like James Brolin. Yeah. To he the went, point where he walks into a bar and the bartender's like, ah, oh, sorry, like, I thought you were that murderer boy. He drops like six glasses. The one who came by here and said, hi, guys, it's me, Butch DeFeo. Help, I think someone shot my mom and dad. I like that he does that. If he worked at this bar, he probably would have been one of the people to go find like the family. Like, he was there. He would have been a major witness, probably called to trial. I also think that either the name of the bar in the movie or the name of the bar in the book is not a real bar. Mm. I mean, that's people, pretty... but that's listed in like the list of inaccuracies. I'm like, well, that one doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just how books work. <laughs> that's, that's, a... just, that's just how things happen. But no, they're like, we got to break this thing down. They find this little red room. It's called the red room. And then Carolyn goes, we have now found the passage to hell. Only her, her voice now sounds like Father Delaney. So I didn't catch that. She's got a man voice now. I knew that. I did not catch so it. Yeah. Father Delaney. Everyone's voice sounds the same. Why and... is it Father Delaney? <laughs> I had to ask you if that was George or just another guy who looked like George. It's really confusing. <laughs> that and a fun fact too is that the people who lived in the house after the Lutzes, the family that lived there for 10 years, were like, yeah, no, that, that, that red room was there, but it was just like, 
Easily, a bathroom? They're like, it was easily accessible. They would have seen it before then. You did not have to break down stairs to get to that. It was just like a small <laughs> closet upstairs on the main floor. Um, and so <laughs> George is just going fucking crazy. And at this point, Father Delaney apparently loses his mind. Yeah, sure. We also saw him arguing with priests earlier about something. Apparently he has an education, a secular education, and that's all I got from that fucking scene. <laughs> But George keeps waking up at exactly 3.15 a.m., feeling he has to go check on the boathouse. Is that when the murders happened? It is, isn't it? No. Oh. It happened in the house. What? I said when. Oh. Yes. (laughs) But you said where. No. No. Um, And she suddenly just starts having nightmares of him bashing her head open with an axe. Oh, yeah. I forgot the earlier scene where she sits up from a full sleep and just goes, she was shot in the head and then falls back down. And I was like... Everyone would know that. That's not new information. Um, And now she's having, like, again, none of this feels haunted. It just feels like you don't trust your husband. Feels like you've invited a bad stepfather into your children's lives. It just feels like maybe you made a marital mistake. It's weird to watch this movie knowing the context of the fact that he was an abusive stepfather. Right. Because that's literally what's happening. Right. Which I think is, like, an interesting, like, new... I I would love... I'd love someone I would, to do I would this lo- movie properly. I want this movie to be remade, but like about what it's actually about. Right. And I'm fascinated we haven't done that yet. I know. And I'm sure it's because they're like, oh, we don't want to like lose the allure of that. It's like, no, the like, allure this sucks. is fascinating. This movie sucks. Yeah. It's like a fascinating look into how media can just create new narratives. But, you know, or we wouldn't have the scene of uh, Margot Kidder in her fully open shirt just doing ballet alone in her room. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe we still would. Maybe that's something that Kathy Maybe did. that was just a Kathy thing. Maybe yeah. that was a Kathy thing. Um, and so because she's a manic pixie dream girl, she goes to the library and does some research yep. and goes, oh, murder. Murder. Um, and then... And then they're like, oh, and also this was a... A, 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 a burial ground. A burial ground and also a known satanic worshiper lived there. <laughs> did he? That's a, there's a lot of variables here. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of things that are in this movie that are going. It's not his fault he murdered his family. <laughs> Look at all these other factors. And then one night is just like when I guess the ghost decides it's time. Yep. Blood is oozing. Twenty eight days later. Um, so once they've hit twenty eight days, why I don't know. Is it February? Who knows? <laughs> ghost just likes that number. Yeah. Um, the ghost hit four weeks and was like, now I'm done. And George is running around with an axe and is going to murder his children. Grant, his stepchildren. His stepchildren. Which True. like can be your real children, but again, this guy sucked. Um, and then Kathy disrupts him and he goes, oh no, Kathy, Kathy. We also see this giant, you missed it. You looked down. You didn't, did you see the pig in the window? I didn't. The pig, Jody appearing it's as a, a large <laughs> red eyed pig. So Jody, I guess has been a pig this whole time. <laughs> it's just the shittiest little like overlay of just a pig in this window giant ass pig in this window and again all we saw were eyes how did we know it was a pig's <laughs> eyes and not the cat we explicitly saw earlier it's a black cat that's already creepy why the pig detail but he gets like knocked out of his fucking possession stupor just by his wife saying stop, stop it. it yeah even though earlier when she tried to stop him from throwing things in the fireplace he full punched her in the face <laughs> He full punched her in the face and then left. And so the entire family like leaves and they're driving away. And again, dick move on George to leave the dog there in the first place. Yes. And then the fucking daughter is going like, no, we left our whole dog. And Kathy goes, fuck it. Who cares about the dog? Drive. Floor it. Do not go back for that dog. We don't need him. He's a mutt anyway. Who cares? Just go. 
But then George turns around, goes, gets the dog, just falls in the mysterious black sludge. Yeah, I don't know why all the stops got pulled out at this very end. No, the end. black sludge was actually the first thing they saw um, because they were flushing their toilets and it was just coming down black sludge. But it was just in a, a pit? <laughs> But That's then, a like, lamb. But then, but then George goes to like check on it, and I'm just like, "What are you looking for? What explanation are you looking for for this tar-like black sludge that is filling your toilet?" <laughs> it reminds me of the quotes from fucking Elisa Lamb, where the people were like, "We just thought that the water was here." And I was like, "Why? What, where is the water? That? <laughs> no, that's not how the water just is anywhere." So that he falls but, so, into their mysterious pool. Why was in that pit? He know. opens the door. He's like. <laughs> Harry, where, I wonder where the dog is. He opens the door to their basement, their infamously creepy basement. And there's just like white smoke swirling up from it. And he's like, Harry, come on. I'm like, I don't think he's down there. And if he is, honestly, I'm I with your wife. He's listening. Fuck that dog. Um, but then he is able to grab Harry and they just fucking leave. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, and a very important thing I got forgot to mention um, is that this couple fucks hard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They fuck a lot. They fuck in the 70s free love fucking way. They, like, a lot of crossfades to different fucking positions. I didn't get to see any boobs, though. No, not any full boobs, no. And then that that's just the fucking end. They leave. They piece the fuck out. I like that they put, they never reclaim their house or their personal belongings. They sent a man to go get their things. <laughs> And the guy went and he was like, I see nothing weird about this house. This is just a house. Also, those aren't their belongings. It's the, it's the furniture belongings. from before. And I guess that guy also was like, I guess I'll leave this symbol playing monkey here. He went, hmm, I'm going to leave this symbol playing monkey, this mirror, and this clock. <laughs> the lamp as well. The lamp yeah. can stay. This small house, such as a tiny version no, of this, this larger house. house. Yeah. This movie sucks. It's, look, it's... It's it's not a badly made movie, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just very boring. And I think it's because when you look at it, knowing what we know now, it's just people overreacting to normal house things. It is a lot of normal the house only, things. The only thing that I think is weird is the black sludge. I think and that's that is... mainly because it was in a big pit underneath <laughs> their stairs. I think their, their house is just on an oil rig. I think you would have just fallen into their septic tank. <laughs> Is that like um, paranormal activity is also a large part of it. It's just like house things, oh, yeah. but it manages to stay interesting. Well, yeah, because it's again, it's house things that are. It's very clear a ghost is doing them. And this one, because it's based on like basically fake events. That's the well. That's the thing is that it is kind of based on real events, and that is based off of what they think they saw, think might have happened. And so they're like, oh god, my husband's being a dick, and my doors lock weirdly sometimes. <laughs> That window was really heavy. I couldn't get it off my stupid son's hand. Like, th those are the things that... My daughter has an imaginary friend. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> and so it's just like, none of this is actually scary. Again, I'll bet you there was just like a rabbit in their wall. And that's why the dog was digging. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll bet you money. Because that red room was not there. The people who lived there were like, no, that was just like in the powder room. That's not a weird thing. We saw it there. <laughs> actually, I guess that's probably a good... Uh, Transition to my mini game. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Which I'm hell you 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 yeah. Hell yeah. I'm calling this mini game. Oh no, no, I hate when you name them. <laughs> Inspired by true events. Dot 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 question mark. Taylor's version. Taylor's version. <laughs> Taylor's version. Ten minute version from the vault. I have a list of movies that are all 
claimed to be based on a, on true events. Can I give a fun little anecdote before you start? Please. This was kind of the like original idea for this podcast. Back when we were in college. Oh, to just do was was to do horror movie like to do only horror movies and t- like that were you know based have on a true lot. events. We would have a lot to work with. Um, Some of these still might come up later. <laughs> But this has always been like a, a, a part, I think, of our friendship since we yeah. both love horror movies. That's one of my favorite things about horror movies. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm such a baby about horror movies, but I'm such a creep when it comes about to true, true crime. crime. So yeah. like, it's, it's a very interesting overlap. I did only horror movies for this just because I was like, I feel like putting Captain Phillips in this would be weird. <laughs> it's a man called Otto. It's just all Tom Hanks face movies. It's just that cat movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Well, and so that's the other thing, too, is that the details I'll give you about this, that if you look up stories based on true events, et cetera, et cetera, these all will come up under that that list. Mm-hmm. This is going to be less of like a points-based game and more of just a discussion of what we would consider counting as based on true events. God, I, I'm so glad. But I do have <laughs> Your answers point. for these. <laughs> but you are going to still give me points. I have answers. I have points. However, <laughs> we can discuss. I think my opinions are correct. Okay. But we can talk about whether or not they are. Okay. Because I think when it comes to something being based on true events... I think that the movie has to allude to the events themselves. I agree. Like, I don't think that you can be like, oh, there was a murder in this house, and this movie is about that house, but there was, like, a whole other thing that happened here. Right. I'm like, the event being that that house was a house. The event shouldn't be a prequel to the story. The main plot should be the event. Right. At least somewhat. Like, I don't think... Like, I, I think Cujo it would not be fair to call it based on true events. Because Stephen because King just met a St. Bernard. Stephen King met a really asshole St. Bernard. And also, at some point in his life, heard a story about a kid getting attacked by a St. Bernard. <laughs> while all, the entire time he was high off his ass. <laughs> Here we go. Ready? Great. Number one, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How many of these are going to be hypothetically based on Ed Gein? Because I know that Texas Chainsaw is... Probably one of the most famous examples of being inspired by Ed Gein. Right. But I don't think that... I think the only connection to Ed Gein is like... Was it Ed Gein that like made like a chair made out of skin? I think that's the only real connection. It and is. like th- this whole story isn't necessarily based on Ed Gein. Yeah, I would not call this inspired yeah. by true events. But I do think it's interesting that a movie can say that, you know, in the beginning, this is inspired by true events just to like build suspicion within the audience and like make it more scary. I think Paranormal Activity did the same. Where like it builds it as inspired by true events, but it's really not. Yeah, this I think is one of many things that they say are based off Ed Gein. Right. When people say things are based off Ed Gein, I think it's that they heard the story of Ed Gein and went, <laughs> ew, and then made a movie. Gross. Because none of these things happened with yeah. the real Ed Gein. The real Ed Gein killed one woman and it was big. Only on, one? He killed one. He dug up bodies. Oh. That's where most of his stuff came from. <laughs> That's where most of his skin came well, from. Well, because he also, he made a, a lamp of faces Ooh, cute. and he made a belt out of nipples. I knew about that one. Yeah, because you can buy crocheted versions of those off Etsy. Cute, we can someone, make that. Someone sent that to my favorite murder. <laughs> They're like, thanks. Um, and like stuff out of bones and shit. He yeah. was like making crafts. There's not a lot of crafting in Texas Chainsaw. Um, it's been it's, it's later in the series. There's a bit more crafting, I guess. But, but the original it's, one, it's really mostly just his face. A lot more just like wearing a face and then eating the people and eating the people. So it'd be almost like honestly, probably closer to Dahmer. Yeah. It would in be, terms of crime. If they were to show me him then making a belt out of nipples, <laughs> then, yes. I'd be like, you I'll I'll give it to you. <laughs> That's specific. Pretty enough. Ed Gein. Because uh, the other thing I'll give them is that Ed Gein also had a lot of like fucked up family stuff. Right. But again, there's a difference between like you and your mom having a bad relationship and coming Eating from people. a cannibal family. <laughs> uh, the strangers. What? A home invasion? <laughs> um. That is, I believe, one of the ones that 
one of the first things that pops up is it's this like this, is a, this is based I on think a true so story. I think so too too I didn't know that they actually claimed that the movie itself was based on a true story I don't know I think that maybe one person's house got broken into and they were dramatic about it and it's not really based on a true story I'm gonna get, agree with you I would I will tell you what one of the things that they say that this movie is based off of is the Keddie Cabin murders, which I don't know if you're familiar with I that. do. You know of them? I, I've, I, I think there's an the unsolved episode. The unsolved murders where someone showed up, killed, unsolved in quotes. Guy showed up, killed this whole family, but there was a kid sleeping there. He didn't kill the kid. And one of the suspects is that kid's dad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who did it, but whatever. And the other one is the Manson family murders. This is not that. No. Which is, this is, I think, an example of, like, you can't just say it kind of counts as that. No, you can't say that any story about people breaking into a house and killing people is the same story. Right. Uh, There were no masks involved in The Strangers, like, the actual things that they're referring to. There was no just creepy-ass shit. Well, and if you're going to say something's based on the Manson family, you've got to, like, have some sort of... I'm so sick of people saying things are based off the Manson family. Nothing's based off the Manson family. Except for maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, that one's not based... That one's about the Manson (laughs) family. (laughs) That one's fan fiction. Yeah, that one's an AU. (laughs) That one's canon divergence. That one is absolutely... (laughs) That's a canon divergence. That is tagged Manson family murders canon divergence. (laughs) Uh, the Blair Witch Project. That is not based on a real thing, but a, a big part of their marketing campaign was really hitting home that the, correct to convince people it was real. Both that it was real and that it was the actual fucking footage. Oh yeah, like they they like had the actors like people thought the actors were dead and they yeah. had to like bring them on stage and be like, can you say that you are not dead? Like, well, I think it was Cannibal Holocaust where they actually like the actors had to show up in a court of law. And yeah, like no, we are alive. Yeah. We were not killed. Yeah, Blair Witch uh, revolutionized internet marketing for movies because of that. Blair Witch is fascinating. And we should do Blair Witch at some point, considering how often I make jokes about someone Blair Witching in the corner. (laughs) It's usually me. It is often. It'd be weird if there were other people in our house standing in the corners. (laughs) It's weird enough that it's you. Next movie, Annabelle. Okay, well, that has to be at least some, like, that's pretty based on true events. I don't know if they actually happened, but the fact that Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, did work on a case called like with a fucking doll named annabelle yeah i, I count like, annabelle as being i feel like that's a count. story whether or not it happened i don't fucking know but this is why i also yeah i would count this because a lot of and similar to this one i think the events at least that they talk about are shown right whether those events happened or not exactly it I is based know. on somebody's story it is based on something that they told it is a story that yes was told it's yes. based on the story uh wolf creek is that the australian one yes okay that's what i thought um, you know what? Just because it's Australia, I'm going to say it's based on something real just because I would picture that happening. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, that seems like some shit that would go down in Australia. I think it's a pretty faithful adaptation of Ivan Milat, the backpack murderer. Okay. Uh, and it includes, so the actual people in the movie are not like named people of this murderer. Right. And the murderer itself, is na- he's named something different. Right. That being said, it includes so many specific details of stuff that he did that I'm like, this counts enough. Well, yeah, and a lot of times, like, names will have to be changed. Yeah, you don't want to be an asshole. Yeah. Unless you're doing these movies, in which case they're like, <laughs> fuck it. That dog's privacy means nothing. <laughs> We're going to dox this dog. Fuck that dog. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, they include details of, like, he kept people's backpacks and just had a whole room of backpacks of people he killed. Crazy. <laughs> He's a collector. It's nuts. It's so scary. <laughs> And he, he had them organized. So he, like that, he kept sunglasses. He like organized things. He killed a lot of people. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. There's, it's considered like a conglomeration of multiple things, but I think it's... I'm Mostly pretty, this guy. I feel very confident in saying that it is almost exclusively just a, a very faithful retelling of Ivan Milat, but like 
that's not the popular opinion. Right. But it's, I think, the correct one. What's wrong? Are you playing bowling upstairs? Sometimes it sounds like our upstairs neighbors are playing croquet. Or trying to communicate with us. <laughs> Child's play. Well, no, it's not. It's not based on a true story. Because if it was, you would have told me about it. That's fair. You're correct. So it is not based on a true story. The reason people say it's based on a true story is because of something I did tell you about, which is that doll that it looks exactly like in the oh, yeah. business. Oh, yeah. My argument doesn't count. It was like the My Buddy or something? Yeah. And then the sister doll that they have where they're like, that's <laughs> Tiffany. It wasn't. Gross, guys. That's yucky. That's, Stop that. That's it, gross. But no, the fact that the Child's Play franchise made an entire doll line go out of business out of business is really funny. It's iconic. It's truly an icon. The town that dreaded sundown. I don't know this one as well. Really? No. You don't know of it at all? I don't think so. Interesting. Is it about a sundown town? Because no. that's just racism. No, that's racism. <laughs> Like, is this just a movie about... You are correct. It's a, it's a mass killer movie. Interesting. You, you, the... It might look familiar to you. I don't know. No, I don't want Ben Affleck's The Town. No, <laughs> that's it. Oh, sorry. Did I not? <laughs> did you I, just added a little subtitle. Did I just say too much? Interesting. I, I don't know this one. If you want to explain to me what it's based on. Uh, it is based on a true story. It's based on a guy who looked like that. Who <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. It's um, Texarkana Moonlight Murders. Yes, based on the Moonlight Murders, which was the murders of uh, couples at Lover's Lanes by a guy oh, who no. has never been caught. Similar to the Zodiac. Oh my god, they're both Ted Cruz. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't know, though, because this guy was described as being either a very tan white man or a very light-skinned black man, <laughs> which is not super helpful. Description. <laughs> at least they didn't just only go black man yeah they, like, the first be. the first guy was open to possibilities they were like it could be a tanned white guy i don't know guys i've been through a lot i honestly can't tell you uh and then the last one is the birds <laughs> i refuse to believe i refuse to believe that the birds birded in real life <laughs> this is based on a true story no it's fucking not there were not that many birds. So I will. I would count this as being based on a true story. I'll. I'll. I'll be open to arguments. This is based off of an event that happened in a in a coastal town where all of the birds went insane and started dive bombing and attacking people. And the reason that they found out later that it did happen is that there was an algae that had gotten to like the water supply and made all the birds crazy. I would count this enough as being like <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock was like, "That's crazy. I'm gonna make a movie about that, but make it slightly worse." With the birds are birding. The detail of it being specifically in a seaside town, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll give it to him. That sounds kind of dope. Damn, Alfie. I'll give that one to you. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> one you would have technically gotten wrong. The rest, you're all good. Oh, um, my God. That's why I asked you about open water, dark water, or black water. <laughs> black water. dark water is also one. Deep water is also one. But There's a lot of them. Yeah. Water's scary. <laughs> and uh, stuck. He was stuck, yeah. Stuck is crazy. Oh, I had one more. I had Silent House. Silent House feels like it might be true. It is not. Oh. Silent House is based off of a uh, film of the same name, but in Uruguay, Mm. uh, where everyone they talked to was like, yep, true story, but couldn't give any details. (laughs) So uh, I don't know. 
However, that movie is sick because the original one, although it was not technically shot in one continu- continuous take, was shot in a way that's believable that it was. Nice. Which is fun. Tell me about Stuck. So Stuck is fun. <laughs> so Stuck is based off a true story. Are you looking at Stuck? I am. The plot of Stuck is that a girl hits someone with it, with her car and they get stuck in the windshield. It is based off a true story of someone who did that and then just left the man stuck in her car to die. And two days later, he died. He would have lived, but she just put him in a garage and left him there. Oh, that's oh, insane. Oh. That's crazy. What a what, what a thing that doesn't even need to be a movie. That movie should just be people walking out and being like, here's the story. Can we arrest this girl? They, oh, she, she's a, she's okay. in jail. <laughs> Don't worry, she's super in jail. God. Uh, some of these honorable mentions. Blackwater is just a movie about alligators. Nice. So I'm like, I guess, yeah, it probably counts. Alligators do eat people. Open Water is actually an interesting one where it is a, a, a true story of a couple that got left behind on a uh, scuba trip and vanished and have never been seen since. Oh, God. So it's kind of like an open water survival movie, yeah. but I don't think they survive in it. And we have no idea what happened to the actual people. The early 2000s was a lot of the same movie. Sorry, I'm looking at Open I think Open Water is like my worst nightmare. Oh, yeah. I hate those movies. I hate that concept and I hate those movies. I think there's like two other ones. That are similar. I mean, that's kind of like the... It's it's not the exact same as the Blake Lively one, where, like, where she's just stuck on a rock and surrounded by sharks. Yeah. Your computer is screaming. Yeah, he's mad at me. It's okay. Once I, once I get this last little uh, investigation done, I'll close it, and then it'll be quiet forever. Oh my god, Natalie's gonna murder her laptop. Shut up. I'm not seeing a movie based on this, so maybe there has not been one. However, I'm shocked that there hasn't been, which is the story of a... Terry Jo Duperalt, which is she was on a boat with her family and a guy uh, that they met. I, there's more details of the story. Let me tell you <laughs> and the guy murdered her whole family. Uh, and she ended up on like a little dinghy, but she lived. And so she was found just floating in the middle of the ocean on a dinghy after watching her whole family get murdered. And then like they got her and she was like, that guy did it. And they went and got him. And he was like, shit, I didn't think she lived. And he killed himself because he was like, she got me. Oh, crazy, right? Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> my mini game. Yeah, this story is just a fun concept. They def- they definitely lied. The lawyer made this shit up. They lied. Oh, they're liars. They're dirty fucking liars. <laughs> I don't care if I'm slandering dead people. They lied and they fucked their kids up. And, and it like, seems like Ed and Lorraine Warren also were liars. I think they're quacks. I've, I know I've established this already. They're quacks. I Do you believe in ghosts? No, I don't. I I can get behind sort of like spirit type stuff, but really not really. Yeah, I think there are things where sometimes I'm like, I can get behind I can get behind there being things that happen in a house with no explanation, being like, that's weird. Yeah. That's wild. My definition of that would be like your blanket flies off your body in the middle of the night, not like, oh I heard a noise. Or like fucking cabinets flying open. Yeah. That I'd be like, okay, yeah, something's up. See, there. that happens in my house, but that's just Natalie leaving the cabinets that's open. M- yeah, they don't fly open. They're left open. They're <laughs> abandoned. <laughs> They're abandoned like that. There's one, There's open, one open right now. My mom said it's like living with a poltergeist when she lives with me. One time I came out, I think four cabinets were open. I, and guys, I don't think we have more than six. They have to be opened again, do they not? If anything, I'm just getting rid of a middle step. Most things, any haunting really that gets big, I'm like, I don't believe in this. I feel similarly with mediums, where I'm like, I could buy it maybe, but I don't think Tyler Henry celebrity (laughs) medium is a real medium. I've met one of Tyler Henry celebrity medium's exes. I know someone who dated Tyler Henry celebrity medium. I don't know. I believe in aliens. 100%. I think you have to. You have to. There's shit out there. 
I don't think you have a choice but to believe that there's <laughs> got to be something somewhere. But no, I, I'm far too honestly pessimistic to believe in ghosts just because I'm like, no, I don't think we get to have anything after this. The concept of ghosts is also interesting because there's so many things in true crime that yeah. I've read that have been horrible where there isn't a ghost associated. I'm like, well, if anyone have the right to come back and have like unfinished business, it'd be that person. Yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of more crimes would be solved. And I think it's really crazy that like, um, and you know, this, this is like a whole topic in itself, but like the whole native American burial ground thing, mm-hmm. it's so self-absorbed of us to be like, these native Americans are coming back as ghosts and being like, we're going to dedicate our lives to just fucking with white people. Yeah. <laughs> like that. We think we Who would put be this their priority. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't like go see their loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it honestly feels like if the entire world followed the logic of that final scene in Lovely Bones where her options were to solve her own murder or have sex with her high school boyfriend and she picked the latter. (laughs) And I was like, dude, you've watched your family suffer with this and you went, nah, I'm going to possess my friend's body. I forgot about that part of the Lovely Bones. I think that's not included in the movie. I think it's I remembered in the book. It's now in the that, book. Now that you mention it, the I book's remember gross. that. Don't read the Lovely Bones. It's, it's a gross book. But I think that's why I'm not as into like supernatural type possession ghost horror movies as I am yeah. by like slashers, just because it's it's harder for me to buy into them. It's too convenient that there's never proper footage. That's why the plot of Nope made so much sense to me because they were like, we got to get like significant footage of this for that's anyone clear. to believe us. Or it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, which I feel similarly. Anything else about this uh, dumb, dumb movie? <laughs> no, I just think it's a dumb movie. Although I was very excited to ruin it, and I hope I did. Anyone who does research on this, like any of like the more recent books that have come out like about the case and like the media around it, is like, yeah, the, I can't watch the movies anymore. Yeah. I got into it because I thought the movies were fun, and then now I'm just like, these are kind of just a bummer. Yeah. It's just a lot of capitalization yeah. on like a legitimate And it's not even murder. like a great made movie. No. Like you can And I ha- highly doubt the rest of them are better. You can <laughs> what you don't think Amityville Playhouse is Look. Oh my god, one comes out in five days. What? And Ghosts of Amityville. No, dude, there were I told you three movies slated for twenty twenty two alone in an article I read in March of twenty twenty two. Uh no, according to this one, in twenty twenty two we have we have had Amityville Scarecrow, Amityville Uprising, Amityville Outhouse, Amityville Gas Chamber, Amityville in Space, Amityville Hex, Amityville in the Hood, Amityville Karen, Amityville Thanksgiving, and Ghosts of Amityville. What did you learn? I learned that sometimes you shouldn't trust mass media. Like, I already knew that. You just learned that? Yeah. I spent four years studying media studies and just learned that. No, but, like, not even just about, like, the the base story, but also the fact that I heard for years that this was, like, a pinnacle of horror storytelling and it's not a good movie. I don't don't even understand from, like, a storytelling or movie perspective why this is so... I did, however, learn that Barbara Streisand is a lucky, lucky woman. James James Brolin fuckable as hell. What I learned is similar to that, which is I learned that I think similar to the tweet I once wanted to make, which I didn't make because I don't have Twitter, of um, I think that you enter puberty when you start trying to do overnight waves and then you exit it once you realize that they don't fucking work. Yeah. I think that we are taught that like tidy whities on men is not attractive. But then you get to look at something like James Brolin walking out and those those little tiny... And I was like, yeah, fuck, this would be worth the boxer shorts. I like this current situation. These look good on men. I miss the 70s because I, I, th- this type of man is just my type. Just, just hairy, beard, mustache, kind of longish hair. Did you... Were you into um, 
Beast and Beauty and the Beast? Yes, I was. No, all of us were. Don't, <laughs> not special. Ever, if you did not think the Beast was worse when he became a human, you're lying. You're lying to yourself and to me right now. No, the fucking Austin Powers. <laughs> Why does that feel like someone you would find attractive? Not as a kid, but ever since you said that Jermaine Clement kind of looks, looks like, like Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. I might turn around. Every now and then I knock one out of the park. I a might. lot of the times I'm wrong, but sometimes with a celebrity doppelganger, I will knock it out of the park and that's one of them. Um, so next week is Thanksgiving. So of course we're doing Thanksgiving. <laughs> Fuck you. And you know, the, the next week's episode is going to come out after Thanksgiving. So we I couldn't wanna... even get out the joke of us doing Thanksgiving without Delaney threatening my life. <laughs> but Natalie was just kind of like jokingly looking at a list of like, Thanksgiving movies. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded of one of the best movies of all time. We're skipping right over the first one and going straight to Adam's family values, baby. This is the second? <laughs> it's the second. Adam's family? Of this, like, of the 90s Adam's families. Of this um, I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about the history of the Adam's family. Don't worry. Don't you worry. I was never an Adam's family kid. Too scary for me growing up. So this will be fascinating. Don't you worry your pretty little mind. Where can we find you? There we go. <laughs> Other than at... Because you get mad when I ask it. Other than at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville with your father. <laughs> my dad. The next day, I was with my brother. And I was like, yeah, you know, welcome to LA. And he was like, did you take dad to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville? Right. And then you were like, and we talked about Nick Cage's face off. And I was like, yeah, I did. You can find the pod on TikTok at Stop You Ruining It. You can find me on TikTok at Saved by the Dells. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Delaney Sears. And you can also find me trying my best. I'm trying. I acknowledge you. Thank you. And that you're trying. Thank um, you. You can find me possibly at Jimmy Buffett's Margarita <laughs> You can find For my birthday dinner. You can find me also at Jimmy Buffett's Margarita it's an inclusive restaurant. It combines ambiance with being near our house. What else could I ask? <laughs> My computer's about to die. That's fine. Mine's, I killed mine already. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.